And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, it's Amateur Radio Amplified on 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian, my call signs. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And whether you're an experienced ham radio operator or just getting started, this podcast was created to mentor, entertain, and provide a community for those radio enthusiasts around the world. You're listening to episode number 396. Welcome to it. You can tune in with us every Sunday at 6 o'clock Central Time on YouTube as we do the live stream recording of the podcast, and then we send it off to you, subscribers, on the podcast. If you have a question, you're here with us, put a queue in front of it, and we will put it in our queue and um, get you hooked up and try to get you an answer. The fellows are also here, Steve, W7UDI, and Scotty, KC3BXN. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Everybody is in the mood for some corn chowder. I don't know how corn chowder <laughs> became the topic of the pre-show, but we ought to sell did. tickets to that because so the pre-show corny. is the pre-show is probably where it's at. That's probably like at the core of rawness is the pre-show, and it's all wrong. And if you see everybody laughing and hanging out and falling over, and Steve almost spit out some of his beer. It's because no, 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 no beer yet. No, no that's, for, that's for the oh. drinking game during the net. We will have a a drinking game tonight. Uh, I know that sounds juvenile, but it it will get you messed up because I'm okay with it. We're gonna pick certain words that our net controllers will say, and when they say those things, ding, we will have to Bottoms drink up. up. So it could be coffee, it could be tea, water, beer. If it's bourbon. You're gonna, you're gonna get it, but uh, you're you're, you're uh, by the end of the night because you know, I know all these little things that the people say, and they just keep coming up and coming up. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the DX contest was happening. We uh, made some good contacts. We'll talk a little bit about that while we're here, and while you're here, drop down into the chat. What new ones did you get to work? Did you work any new DX entities? Let us know what it was. We'll talk about ours if we had any. But we want to know what uh, you were able to work during last weekend's DX contest. Uh, we'll also talk about some of the conditions of last weekend. And what I'm really excited to get to is to see if Steve, Sidecar Steve, made it out to this ham fest. It's kind of like this first, uh-oh, what oh, happened? No. What happened, Steve? <clears throat> what, what happened? We had a call in the middle of the night. Friday oh, no. night, so it uh, pretty much hosed. <laughs> I got hosed on it uh, oh. by the time I got home and uh, tried to catch a little shut eye, and I overslept. And uh, by the time I got up, it was oh boy. <laughs> by the time I get there, it would be way too late to find the deals under the table, and that's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. <laughs> but he still hasn't found what he's looking for. Looking for. <laughs> Gotta say hello to some of our friends who are here tonight. The 0.001% guys is here. Sheena Marie is here. Kilo Zero Lima Tango Lima. She is the head now of the uh, female edition of 100 Watts and a Wire. Unfortunately, it's just Sheena. <laughs> she has no major projects on hand at this point, but she is number one in our book, or point zero zero one zero one. 
Yeah, something like that. Mark is here. Hello, Mark and Marilyn. He's here. Here's a here's a new one here. KD nine WNV checking in. Is a new ham too, fellas. We we'll say right. hello to Ed Helm. Ed Helm, welcome. Oh, Thanks congratulations, for congratulations, uh, Ed, and welcome. Uh, Charles is here. Also, he's Kilo Echo Seven Echo Whiskey Yankee. Hello, and welcome to you. That looks like a new name, and we're glad to have you. If you're new, put new in the chat. Meet some new friends, and you may be so lucky to meet the zero zero. One percent, the women's division of 100 watts and wire. So, yes, let's talk about some of our DX. If you got to work anything new, drop that in the chat and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it as well. Steve, did you get to play it all in this contest? It's one of those ones. Go ahead. No, not this one. I was busy doing chores and other stuff around the house and the shop here. So I I did get a chance while I was out in the shop to. Uh, turn on the radio and uh, just kind of listen around and uh, people working. I went up to 10 meters and, oh, my God, was that band smoking. So uh, hopefully all you technicians uh, got your 10-meter uh, rigs out and started working the DX because what was spotted on the cluster was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Scotty, how about you? Did you get involved in this? Did you take out the gummy? The, Scotty's got a full line of products called the Gummy Loop. <laughs> The gummy sticks, the gummy. What else you got there? What else? we got? Uh, some oh, we're yeah. working on the gummy wire. Gummy changing the name to El Velicate City I to Gummyville. I made this cool uh, controller <laughs> for my gummy loop. Let see. Let's see it. What you got there? Ooh, for our listeners at home, let's describe this little black box. Is this something to do with anything to do with uh, like uh, the rock and roll? Did you convert something from the rock? In the roll. So this is um, uh, I rigged this up to uh, con to turn the uh, the air capacitor on the gummy loop uh, antenna, and it's a uh, it's just a it's a cheap uh, DC controller motor from eBay, um, and a cheap little DC 12 volt DC motor that I have up there. And I got this box project box and uh, wired it all in there. Put a little power light on there, and uh, and um, put a nice little sticker on there. It says it's the gummy loop RC one. So nice, nice. And uh, some uh, some buttons, left and right buttons, momentary switches to turn the 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 uh, cap back and forth. And these are off of a uh, nineteen late nineteen seventies um, EMT T two forty stereo gold plate reverb <laughs> that's sitting abandoned at the studio in the graveyard at the studio. Oh man! And this is the time uh, the reverb time adjustment for the uh, the damper for the plate reverb. And so I'm I'm borrowing these switches right now. I will. If, if I get around to putting the plate back in service, I will put these switches back and put something <laughs> else in there. But, borrowing the borrow. Neve board too, the Neve but they audio looked, console. Uh, they look too classy with the big red and um, and um, sexy and man. turned uh, turned stainless steel uh, trim rings there to uh, to pass up for my Gummy Loop remote control project. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, nice work. I love that you're getting your hands in there doing the hams ham thing. You're in there building stuff, and that's exciting to watch. Uh, looks like Zachary is here. He's Kilo 4 Tango Papa. Hello, welcome to you. Frank is here from Germany tonight, DC3CC. Great call sign. Thank you for checking it out here from Germany. Scotty, did you get to work in the contest at all, or, or were you building? Uh, I was uh, doing a little bit of everything. I was listening. I did uh, I did make a few contacts, but they weren't, uh, it wasn't anything new uh, for me at the time. Okay. Um, and I tried to, I was nagging my brother to get on 10 meters cause it was hopping and, uh, he was at a, uh, him and his wife do, um, uh, adopt a, a pet events on the weekends. And so he was, uh, he was at one of those and nice. so he was away from the, away from the rig. So, but 
was listening, played around a little bit, nothing new, but uh, having some fun in the shack nonetheless. Right on. I want to let people know that we will open up the Zoomy Roomy, the Zoomy Roomy. We have that in the description if you ever want to drop in, make a comment, uh, leave your call sign there and come in with uh, with uh, on mute. And I'll keep an eye on that, see if anybody wants to come in and give a comment. And looking through the chat to see, uh, KC, oh, it's KD5 PCK worked um, Tasmania from Louisiana this morning oh, around wow. 8 o'clock. That's pretty damn good right there. That's cool. Let's see who else do we have there. Uh, let's see who worked. I'm just scrolling back here to see if anybody uh, has posted working any new ones. All right, but I'll, let's go and I'll talk about uh, some of the ones. I got into the little thing. It becomes a nutty chase we had 162 weekends ago and then right on the heels of that it's the dx one and i think i'm like a lot of folks i guess in this way where if i already have that entity or that country if you're new you might hear it as a, an entity uh, so if i have it i probably don't try for it really with an exception which i'll talk about in a second but uh i was following the discord and uh minnesota don we call him minnesota mitts it's personal. We don't get, we don't talk about that except for in the pre-show. Minnesota mitts. <laughs> He's got those thick fingers. It's almost say about that. But anyway, uh, Don was on the Discord, and we were like, kind of spotting for each other, and we'd be like, "This one's on. This one's on. This one's on." And it would go in waves, and we were kind of chasing it at the same time, which was kind of cool. And we worked a couple of the same ones, you know, just because we were tipped off to it. And uh, so in the shack, uh, let's see, I'll go by the number of like length, well, or miles rather. And I would say the shortest distance was still 5,400 miles. And he was like, the uh, Ukraine is on. I said, okay, Ukraine. I, I feel like I have Ukraine, but I don't know. You know, I didn't even know what the call signs to look up. I'm like, let me just see if I can get it. It seemed timely with the history and what's going on now with... Uh, the war they're fighting, and I'm like, it's just kind of cool. There's a cool vibe about somebody in Ukraine is running, you know, their radio with a, uh, some sort of antenna up in the midst of wartime. I'm going to go in. And uh, so uh, Ukraine was uh, one, and then one that isn't as far away, but I sort of have trouble getting to this part of the world, and it was Kazakhstan. And I saw it, and I've seen it before, and I'm like, I'm going to go get it. And the guy will ultimately fade out, just, damn. Yeah, you kind of hear him, just like it's melted away. But I worked Kazakhstan, and then Minnesota Mitts worked uh, uh, Kazakhstan, so we're all like, yeah. And then uh, Mongolia. Mongolia comes up, and I'm like, all right, Mongolia, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I know I don't have that. And I'm looking at the spotting thing and I'm like, I don't know. And I'm looking around and I'm seeing that looks weird to me because I, I don't have it. Mongolia. Put that on Discord. Mitz pulls that one in too, right? And then um, Indonesia. And I got a little story about Indonesia. This one's been on my list for a while that I have not got. And I have trouble. I just have trouble reaching that part of the world. And so... You know, I'm I'm calling, I'm listening, waiting, and he's up and he's down a little bit, but he still sounds good enough for me to make a contact. He's probably maybe five seven, to you know, in that area, it might drop down a little bit. 
many calling, like there was so many people trying to call uh, Indonesia. And I'm in the mix, right? And so it's me and another guy. And I had his call sign written down for a completely different purpose because uh, he ended up being a bit of an alpha hotel on this exchange. And we were both calling at the same time. Oh, Steve, I was like, man, a younger version of me. I, I was like, you know, for real, dude. So what happened was I'm calling, this guy's calling. And we, mo- we both may have been in zero land. You know, you could almost hear like the sun or whatever it was coming across because he was hearing all East Coast at first. And then mm-hmm. he started to make it a little further out, Ohio. And, you know, and you feel like, all right, man, well, he's, he's starting now to hear. For a long time, he was just hearing the East Coast. And finally, he worked a station in Colorado. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going all in on this. So me and old boy were calling. The station in Indonesia calls like Whiskey Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. This guy was like Whiskey Bravo something, whatever, whatever. And, you know, Sierra Tango Hotel, he calls for Sierra Tango Hotel Station. So I'm come back again. He's calling on top of me. And then, do you know this guy had the Gordos to tell me, not the, not the guy in Indonesia, the other guy tells me to stand by. And I said he called Sierra Tango Hotel. This guy didn't have any of those in his uh, suffix, nothing. <laughs> he was Whiskey Bravo something douchebag from hell, something like that. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. And something was like, calm, you know, Christian, just oh, be calm. You can do Pull over. <laughs> just let him go. And I was inside like, no, no. I'm going to kill this. I'm a man. No, but but you know you can do it. Just let him go. And then you get him clean, right? And I was thinking, man, it, a younger version of me, I'm putting him on a T-shirt. Like, I'm trolling him. Troll call. It's going to be like WB9. Da, da, da. And I wrote it down because I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to. But that's a long story to say that he did get to work him. We both had to work for it. You know, it was like mm-hmm. I had to call two or three times for this op in Indonesia to, to pull me out. So did old WB. And uh, Fox Trot Alpha Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, that was not cool, man. But something, I don't know what it is. I think it's my age now. I'm just like, just get him out of the way. You know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where, like, get these assholes out of the way. Let them go and be gone. Mm-hmm. And then let the rest of us, you know. But he wasn't any stronger than me. He wasn't any, it was just the guy got tangled up on the two of us. But he called for Sierra Tango Hotel. But. Anyway, I worked him next. And to complicate it more, it's that the guy in Indonesia, English is not his his first language. So he's dealing with that, the propagation, and you two are just mixing mixing it up and going back and forth. And he's probably shaking his head like, look at these two idiot Americans. Americans. (laughs) These Americans, these American nitwits, these ninnies, you know, they can't even, but we did get him consecutively. I felt like I'll get in there next for sure. But uh, that was just one of those bits, but that was a new one, man. And that was 97, uh, 9,780 miles 
Oh, man, nice. now it's like, damn, that is a long one. And we both had to work for it. So congratulations to Foxtrot Alpha Hotel, whatever, whoever you were. <laughs> D-bag over America, whatever. But yeah, that that's how that one went. Great and then, representative of us. And I think Mitt's got him, too. Minnesota Mitt's got uh, Indonesia, nice. too. Don's here. You let me know if uh, you got him, Mitt's. Minnesota we'll, uh, Mitt's. Minnesota Mitts, who's in the midst of uh, another snow event. I don't know how the folks in um, Minnesota yeah, can do it so there. much. Man, it's constant. It's constant and it's cold. It's, anyway, he can do it. All right. So uh, I don't know if anybody has put in. I can go through the chat to see if anybody's worked any new ones. Tracy uh, Todd and Lori. Yeah, PKJ, he's, he's worked. A, he said he's got three confirmed all-time new ones for him. Nice. Cool. What'd you get, Excellent. Todd? Uh, Rich is here. He's a uh, he says I'm a newbie. I put my headphones and listen intently. I've got comfy headphones. Thank goodness. Nice. Yeah, yes. okay. that is the key right there. Is having the comfortable headphones. So uh, yeah, I guess best practices for uh, DX and, and one of the things I guess I learned this time around was patience. Patience really paid off. I let this old boy go, and I, I'm really at the point where I'm like, let let these clowns go. Let him go. Just and let it, him go and that first. applies the same thing with working uh, um, DX stations. It just let the the big guns, the impatient people, let them in, let them go, and uh, and then just wait it out, and uh, and then it'll be just a, a lot easier and a lot less frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scotty, have you ever had an instance where you uh, had a case like that? Something happened and. Uh... Here you are. You're dealing with the uh, the Alpha Hotels. Yeah, it's my uh, Alpha Hotel has been trying to uh, get a poda park of all of all things. Not even in a contest or, uh, or really? trying to work a, um, an in demand DX station. It's just a you know just one of those afternoons where it just seems like every park on the air has a massive pileup, and everyone's everyone's calling on top of each other, calling on top of the operator. They're they're doing extremely long tail ending. And uh, and then people start to get a little you know get a little grumpy and there's a little pushing a little shoving going on but yeah for for photo for photo photo uh, contacts but uh, oh my usually with a, in a contest it's just it's it seems like it's every man for himself so you just just kind of try to pummel through well that's there pretty much expected in, in the contest yeah yep but nothing like uh, Christian's Indonesia experience that's uh, just kind of a one on one thing. <laughs> Well, you, you know, I, you could see how as a guy in Indonesia, you know, he he heard him in the beginning and then he heard me at the tail end. He heard Sierra Tango Hotel. He didn't get my prefix and he didn't get old man's suffix. So he kind of sent that broken call back mm-hmm. and then he called for Sierra Tango Hotel. And Jabroni goes and says, you know, his whole thing. And I'm like, wow, man, it wasn't even like Sierra Echo Charlie. Like it wasn't even close. He was like, hey, stand by. I'm like, <laughs> Like I'll put you in a figure four leg lock right now. <laughs> Son of my bitch. Anyway, so keep patient, stay patient, man. And uh, at some point, I think Steve said it over and over again. Is at some point they start to lose callers and they tail off. And next thing you know, they're clicking on their voice recorders to kind of to work it, you know. And you kind of wait it out, see if it comes up. I like to track it, you know. I can tell that this guy was working. He would go to New York and it go down to like Georgia and he would be Connecticut. He was hitting a lot of East Coast 
And slowly, you know, it might have been 30 minutes later, he's starting to pick up the Midwest a little bit more. It, it was probably the gray line was moving, and uh, and then it, that propagation started to work for him, and he was just, you know, sequentially working them as, as he was hearing them. For sure. And, uh, and it just the nature of the uh, of the contest, which is awesome. <laughs> it's a funny story. Yeah, something. Uh, I think I'm just getting a little more relaxed. It didn't. I didn't let it yeah. beat me up. I just thought, well, of all the nerve, of all the nerve. <gasps> Clutch the pearls, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, that ain't right. Fire up a little nag champa and uh, pop it down. I got it. I got Karen. Light my candle. I got my my champa candle here. I got my champa. <laughs> you sure do. Look at that. I sure do. Hey. Smells good. Still, I would bathe in there. Don't, don't be a Karen on the radio. Don't be that. <laughs> This week in radio history, going back to March 5th, 1927, Steve and I were little dudes. I don't even think I was in the second grade at that point, but the federal... We're playing stickball. Oh, okay. The uh, Federal Radio Commission holds its first meeting on March 7th, 1876. Now, this is when Mama got pregnant. I think it was one of these soldiers uh, later on because I found a musket and a couple balls next to my bed. Sorry, I'll stick oh, with the. Uh, oh my! Let me let me let me stick with it, cause it wasn't. I didn't find anybody's balls on my bed. Back to business. <laughs> March eleventh, nineteen forty-eight. The Audio Engineering Society, also known as AES, is founded in New York City. New York City. Give me what? a little bit more of that. Okay, good. And then on March 12th, 1933, President Roosevelt gives the first radio fireside chat. What you doing? Oh, who's on the controls? Who's on the wheels of steel tonight? <laughs> who's, got, who's got control? Sheena? Oh, we Please. got it. Sheena's got camera. We got problems. We got problems. <laughs> better, I, better, I better shift on over here. Check out some of the special events that are happening now. We're in full swing. Couple things happening. Scotty, what do you know? All right. So what do we got happening uh, this coming up weekend? We have the Virginia QSO party is happening um, March uh, 18th and 19th. Um, also that weekend, um, the Russian DX contest, uh, 18 and 19. Um, also March 18, 19, the British Amateur Radio Teledata Group's uh, RIDI contest is happening. Uh, some special event stations. Um, there's a, a, a special event on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Kilo 4 Kilo Juliet, Quebec. Mm. We'll be operating on March 19th from the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Lex in, uh, based out of Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, March 14th um, is is National Pie Day, 314. Um, uh, Jesus. November 3, Papa is going to be operating a special event uh, pie day station uh, out of Princeton, New Jersey. I like so, pie. Pie's good. Yep. And uh, like you can pie. see uh, all the pie, events apple happening. Pie. I love my pies. Let's talk about pie our, for a minute. Our events on our Discord <laughs> events channel. <laughs> Scotty's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I feel weird about it. Now, you brought up the pie. I like pie. What do you uh, What do you guys dig about the pies? Uh, I like an apple pie. I, I went for a, a chunky phase in uh, college and I was uh, uh, apple pie a la mode I would just do that Ooh. and there was something with the vanilla bean and there was something different with the vanilla bean a la mode 
Anywhere I go, I thought I'd be fancy. I'm like, can I get that uh, a la mode? <laughs> Most people are like, what you talking about? You mean like heat it up with some ice cream on it? <laughs> Are you trying to drink your beer with a little oh. with the little pinky up in the air and stuff like that? Oh. I, I was in uh, Maryland, just a quick little story. I was in Maryland when my dad passed away, right? <clears throat> and I'm with like my stepbrother and my brother. We were there and we were on a break. It was actually a break in the service type of thing. And uh, these guys drive up to McDonald's, right? I, I haven't eaten meat in years, right? I'm like, I don't know. And so I get up in there and uh, I'm like, what am I going to eat? And I go in and I ask for a parfait. And these good old Baltimore boys, like, they were like, a parfait? What's a parfait? Like, a parfait. It's like, you know, like yogurt with, <laughs> with fruit, man. Fruit and like yogurt, you know, granola, parfait. Ooh, he's fancy. Y'all don't have no parfait. I'm like, they sell parfait. We got in a big parfait line. Everybody's like, come on, can you get, can you get out of the way? <laughs> anyway, that's a true story. Uh, the non-meat eaters, you know, a parfait. You got a parfait for me, but I like parfait, pie. Please, <laughs> uh, can we uh, can we uh, find out what everybody's favorite pie is? Do you like the pumpkin pie? I like I like apple. I even like a good cherry pie if it's like nice mm -hmm. warm, warm yeah. from the <clears throat> nice warm cherry pie. Cherry apple and pumpkin. That's me. That's it. Yeah, pumpkin is a good yeah. one. Steve, you got a favorite, or you you're pretty neutral. Oh, apple, uh, pie cherry, uh, blue. I mean, all, any berry is. Uh, I'm all over it. All right, all right. Just checking, just checking to see. We got all right. Paul Paul is out in this part of the country. We got Paul Pauls too. Do you make Paul Paul like a? Yeah, Paul Pauls are good. My friend Cassie makes a lot of things with Paul Paul in the when they're when they're ripe. All right. Steve's like, what the hell is a Paul Paul? <laughs> Paul Paul is very much kind of in the banana family if you will but they're not really like bananas um but they're about this big i'm holding up about four inches they can get that big and then they get soft you said that was six <laughs> <laughs> that was i had to measure something by it oh it's perfect time to talk about our sponsors powerfilm solar and gigaparts providing quality solar power solutions for your portable operating needs to explore PowerFilm's selection of quality products visit gigaparts.com and search 100 watts 100 watts and uh, take a look around there because each click they get will help us and i know they're tracking so it'd be cool if they hung out past the next quarter i don't know if they will or not all good people but they're looking for that engagement so uh open another browser if you're here or if you're listening at work and go to gigaparts.com. You don't even have to buy anything. Just go there and look at 100 watts in their search. Poke around, and that'll help the show. And it's a free and easy way uh, for you to support the content and the community you enjoy. And look, there are many people now. I'm going to give a thank you to a couple guys now. But if you find value in this community and the content, you can support us by going to buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts. It's easy. And it's as easy as buying a real cup of coffee and probably cheaper. And you can uh, consider the benefits of a monthly contribution. We've got a dipole level. It's just $1 an episode, $4 a month. And uh, that, Steve, is actually cheaper than that expensive stuff that comes from uh, your part of the country. Boy, they sell it <laughs> 7 bucks a cup there. We don't Dollar do it like bucks. that. 
Yeah. Every corner. Thank you for your... uh, Too many. Like, it's too many. Number one commodity, I'm sure, but... I want to uh, thank November 4, Echo Juliet Mike and Kilo Alpha Zero Victor November Whiskey for supporting the content that you enjoy. We appreciate you and thank you so much. We got off track there with the uh, the pie, but look, it's part of ham radio and Scotty brought it up. So what are you going to say? He was like, and Jim pie. brought up a chocolate cream pie, and then I started thinking of my one of my favorites, coconut oh. cream pie, mm. and oh, cheese baby. pie sounds weird. That's what oh. Kyle says. Uh, he knows people. Yeah, that, that like one's, it. A, that one's a little. Uh, but, big, uh, I like cheese. I, I like cheese. I like all cheese. Of its forms. I like cheese. Depends on Kyle. What kind are you sure you're not from Wisconsin or something? You can kind of, you know, closet cheesehead or something. All right. All right. There was Minnesota Mitts. Minnesota Mitts. We'll talk all about it. Good night, Sheena. She's uh, she's in and out, in and out. Got to go back to work. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough uh, meeting tomorrow. She's going to be like, who's this Minnesota Meat? Uh, mit, not Minnesota Meats. Minnesota Gummy pies. Mitts. <laughs> Gummy pies. We talk about pies. Look, just a couple fellas here just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your support. We wanted to talk a little bit about repeaters on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did a show, and what I did is I ended up, and I can do it right now. I'll turn up. Let's see. Yep, we're scanning. Okay, so we're scanning my 2-meter 440, and there's probably no risk. It's right behind me here. You can see it going around. There's probably no risk of anybody coming on and talking on the 2-meter 440 side. And I did this while I was doing this show, recording an episode, and we just listened, and you'd hear it ID, but that was it. And oh. I don't think uh, anything was going on. So I was curious to see, you know, what other repeaters were doing in other people's, you know, towns and their states. Good evening. The oh. time is 6.30 p.m. There we go. March 12th. Oh, there's that. So we'll hear a little bit of that, but I ended up keeping it on 20 or 25 minutes and nobody ever came on. So it was just one of those things that sparked a curiosity. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about repeaters and uh, lay a groundwork for the repeaters. Steve, you want to talk about repeaters and maybe your first understanding of those when you got in the game over 40 years ago? and and oh, maybe I was uh, heavily involved in it. I mean, but I was more involved on the technical side of it and the building of it and the maintenance and I, but I was a heavy operator, um, just because back then in the seventies and the eighties and nineties, it was, it was mayhem. It was just very, very active. Everybody was, uh, going back and forth, uh, in their commutes. Um, and it was just pretty much uh, some of the busier repeaters were pretty much active all day, all night. And, uh, and for the most part, it was, uh, as new people came along, it was relatively welcoming. It was a few that were, that were, um, <laughs> that were, uh, Scotty, it's Scotty said, okay. <laughs> that were pretty much, uh, they were a little standoffish and they kind of got a little clickish and things, but you know, it's for the most part, it was fairly welcoming and, and then it just kind of slowly and then eventually, and I think when the cell phones really became popular, it just started really quieting down. And, um, and now it's pretty much, uh, 
it's bare, it's barren wasteland more or less. I mean, they're there, but it's just not active. There's a few core people that are, uh, that are operating. And some of the things I've noticed, and it's not everywhere, so don't take this. This is just what I'm observing, is that depending on the system or the owner of, of the repeater, they kind of set the tone and the, um, and how the, how it's going to, then the vibe, let's more or less. And it could kind of get a little clickish. And if new people come in, they kind of lose their minds. Others are very welcoming and things. So it kind of runs the gambit, but, uh, it's pretty tough, especially for someone new and trying to figure things out because I've heard people come on, they're kind of figuring their way out and they're just getting chastised by some of the regular users on that repeater. It's almost like going on to 7200 and uh, mixing it up with those old boys and uh, you're brand new. Oh, I just got my general. I hear mm -hmm. you. I want to, how's my radio? It just, you're going to get annihilated. And that happens and which is unfortunate. So it's, um, I mean, each one is different and it just, some and I'm guilty of it, like everybody else is just. I finally just started backing off. It was like I don't want to deal with the drama and uh, I just want to chit chat. But sometimes it's like, oh, if your audio is not perfect to what the repeater owner wants, then they'll kind of start criticizing. Like, I have no way to tailor it, it's a freaking two meter radio, I don't have anything to, mm. to change the audio on it, so deal with it. So I'll ask you both guys, because I know Scotty did some research recently. He was uh, studying about uh, repeaters, and I'll just throw it out to either one of you and, and ask how they work, because I know roughly, and I've made contact with them. I used to check in with the Aries Net, and I know that there is a repeater system somewhere in town, cross town, that my radio is connecting to that makes it the, uh, the signal expand because it can send it out, I guess, in the other direction or anybody who can actually make contact into that repeater. But how do they work? And either of you or both of you, welcome to talk about it. Well, I spent um, my whole career <laughs> pretty much working on them and building them. So you don't know and, anything about it. Scotty, no, go! I know, I know Jack. <laughs> diddly squat. They didn't pay attention there. Okay, no, I mean, go ahead and talk about, like, what, how does, generally, I mean, what's the point? of a repeater well there, there's there's some building blocks there's there's the basic there's the radios there's the antenna system and there is a audio processing and signaling component so so let's talk about the radios you have a receiver and then you have a transmitter and those two are in you know, the receiver is going to listen to your transmit what you transmit on your on your mobile radio or your handheld and uh, and then it's going to take that audio and it, it's going to come out of the receiver and then it's going to go into a some kind of controller typically and that could be a single port it could be a multi-port controller but a basic repeater controller along with that audio there's going to be some signaling there's going to be a there typically two there's what's called cos which is carrier operated squelch and then PL decode or CTCSS decode. So that's that tone that you put in that when you program, okay, I'm gonna operate on this repeater, this uh, 3494 repeater, 
and I have to send a tone of 100 hertz. Well, there's a decoder in the receiver that's listening for that tone. And once it hears that tone, it sends a signal along with the carrier operated squelch to the controller. The controller then says, oh, I got valid signal here. I'm going to send that audio to the transmitter and um, with along with the PTT function to key the transmitter. So that's what the controller does. Then you have your antenna system. And so because you you're listening on one frequency and you're transmitting on another frequency, there's a couple of ways of of func you know uh, accomplishing that. You can have a separate receive antenna and a separate transmitter or transmit antenna. But typically the typical one is because a commercial grade high quality uh, antenna for a repeater is going to run you about fourteen hundred dollars. So now you're dealing with you want to buy two of them? Nah, it's let's just use one plus the feed line. There'll be a device called a duplexer. And basically it's just a bandpass filter and it just filters and allows the receiver signal to come down the antenna through the filters to go to the receiver and then opposite. The transmit goes through the duplex filter and then combines and then goes up the same feed line and antenna. So you're using a single antenna, but it's doing it simultaneously as it's transmitting. The duplexer allows the transmitter a signal not to interfere into the local receiver and the local receiver filters out the transmit and so it's uh, and I'm just giving you the high level but basically the components for a re for a repeater is your RF par portion your transmit receiver your your controller which is uh, a way to process the audio and then uh, and the signaling and then the antenna system which is derived typically of a duplexer feed line and an antenna. So that's your basic components. Now when you start dealing with linked systems, there's a you know add more complexity more whether the link is RF or or internet based like VOIP, like Allstar or Echolink or or um, IRLP. There's a, a those are the three big ones. And uh, so and that interfaces into the controller and you mix audio and you so it, it's but that's the basics on how a repeater works. Well, that's unfortunate because I was hoping that you would know something about it and could <laughs> share some uh, information. I, I, that was a little <laughs> short of what I was hoping that you would bring tonight. But that's okay. But that's okay. Sorry. Drink. You'll that's going to be one of the drinks later. Well, thank you for that, uh, Steve. Oh, we're going to take a break here in a second. Scotty, anything more to add to that? Because I do have a question for you. Go ahead. Um, yeah, Jim. Uh, Jim was asking in the um, in the in the chat what what is the cost to build a repeater, and and so it depends on really what you want to do with the repeater. If if you want a repeater that's going to be um, put in a commercial environment that needs to be that needs to be like maybe it's an Aries repeater for your club that needs to be on all the time, no matter what. It needs to be a hardened system. You're going to need to buy commercial grade radius like Motorola's or and like that. Um, power requirements all that sort of thing but if you're looking to do a repeater maybe you know put it uh the antenna up at your on a tower at your place and so that you and and your uh, your local buddies can use it then you can put together a repeater with uh you know a pair of like um yesu um 2900s um really the the magic between the the radios um for a repeater is 
uh, is the the repeater controller, like Steve was talking. You need a, a circuit that can take the audio from the receive um, receive radio um, and pass it over to the transmit radio, along with the push to talk and and uh, and then of course you need the filters so that you can share an antenna. So because you know with the repeaters we have an offset transmit and receive frequency, and so our our our, our filters or duplexers as they're referred to, or cans. Uh, cavities um allow allow the use of two different frequency ranges to share an antenna and uh, a feed line um, and kind of protects the two radios from each other so you don't as one repeater is transmitting um it's not desensing the receiver because these are running a full duplex and so they need to have isolation so that they uh, they're not crapping on one another and you can set that up and if you're if you're doing a repeater at home you don't have this high energy rf environment to protect your repeater from or need to protect neighboring repeaters from in a commercial environment you got you're on the tower with a bunch of other repeaters um often in a similar frequency range and so the quality and depth of your filtering needs to be a high quality multiple multiple steps of of filtering to to tighten that uh, that bandwidth up so that you're not getting crapped on by your the neighboring t towers the antenna and you're not doing the same to them um so uh, it's a local you know a personal sort of um you know a, a kind of a club level just kind of casual repeater it can be done with you know a couple off the shelf Yaesus or icoms uh, a repeater controller off eBay for less than 100 bucks and uh and you're on your way all right well mm -hmm. i gotta gotta say to our I audience mean, if, I, you're, I, if you're looking at the costs it's uh it's going to be comparable to a nicely equipped hf station with an amplifier tower beam the whole it you're looking at and it, it five to seven thousand dollars with commercial grade equipment and feed line commercial grade antennas and this is for a a commercial site and uh so there is quite of an investment into the uh into a repeater so some people get a little testy over yeah, it yeah. because the amount of money that they put into it but it's it's no different than you know what we have in our uh, typical uh, hf station or you know upper end hf station well, uh, uh, for everybody listening at home and uh, those who have joined us here, I, I apologize. I thought we would actually get some useful information. Uh, these guys, I just didn't know that they would. No, that's uh, good stuff to learn there. And, and we can, we're going to talk about this and open it up a little bit further in terms of what a repeater is, what it does, how it can serve, all that sort of stuff. We've got to take care of a little bit of what they call business uh, the first. Business. And uh, check in with Scotty. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it here, and we're going to get to your questions in just a little bit. Right now, Scotty's here to let us know about anything happening in the ham fest world. Scotty, what's up? Got some ham fests going on. Got my new camera view here for the for these segments. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to um, a, a hundred watts member and uh, one that hangs out on the Discord, Bruce KG5 on YUO. He's the one that made this lovely wooden call sign yeah. uh, for me i believe christian has one as well his uh, his sure. club's having their their ham fest their annual 67th annual actually saint patrick's day ham fest uh, that's happening in uh, midland texas and uh they are having an excellent raffle that you can buy tickets for uh, you don't have to be present to win and they will ship it to you they're giving away an icom 6710 uh, as Ooh. their door prize so 
Damn. So that's me. Seventy six ten. Seventy six ten. Yes, my bad. My uh, my. Uh, just wondering if I got gypped out. I would be like, oh, yeah. I better save up for the sixty-seven. Got to get the new sixty-seven ten. Seventy-six got ten. A funky yes. gummy oh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving a giving away one of those as their door prize. So cool. Um, nice. There's a ham fest happening uh, actually in my neck of the woods um, that I was unaware of. Uh, March nineteenth, the National Capital Area Ham Radio Fair in Vienna, Virginia, which is uh, just around the corner from uh, from Ben from Big Ben down there in Herndon, Virginia. Um, that's happening on March 19th. I, uh, I may uh, actually have to pop down to that one. Um, and then a bunch more uh, Hamfests listed uh, on our Discord, the events channel. Um, you can see what uh, what other events are happening. Uh, perhaps there's a Hamfest happening in your neck of the woods. So you can check that out on Discord. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much. It. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you have a club gathering happening, let us know. We'll share it in our events tab. We'll mention it here on the show and on the Discord server. Drop us a line. The contact information is provided in our description. And if you're looking for a power solution, visit BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O power power.com and to learn more about the 100 watts and wire community visit 100 watts you can check out the podcast archive subscribe there register for a 100 watt id you can get a sweatshirt a sticker a mug and a uh, what we call new now is a tuggy special order <laughs> 100 watts in a wire.com. Oh, Lord, save us, save us. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that's what they call it, right? Is it Tuggy or a Snuggy? I don't remember, but I think it's, a, I think it's called a, I think it's called a, a Tuggy. That's what you want to get. Get you one. Is that Put some it, kind of Midwest Snuggy or something? A Tuggy? <laughs> no, I think you know what it is. I think you know what it is, and it's actually your turn to sign up. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, this oh is 100 watts. This was 100 watts. <laughs> Thank you. Sherry's like, just come back. Reel it all in. Forget it. Ooh. Yeah, you heard it right. We'll get your sweatshirt, coffee mug. And a tuggy, all at 100 watts in a wire. And a, dot and a koozie, too. And a koozie, <laughs> whichever you want. Mark. <laughs> got a tuggy at the Browns. Oh, Mark's <laughs> comment. Yeah, I got a lot of problems. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think my gummies are kicking in. All right. That's all right. So uh, we got some questions uh, that were sent in. We want to get to those and try to help some people out here. After all, we want to entertain and educate, kind of mentor. We do have a little two-meter action happening here. We got some guys talking around the way. So there you go. They're, they're being active, which is cool. In the coming days, we'll talk more about um, maybe some of the things that have sent people away from repeaters. I got an, I, I would imagine the phones... Uh, maybe a, it may just be as easy to text nowadays, your buddy, and uh, just it's kind of. And I think the politics, I think the politics of repeaters, not the politics of the people we vote for. You may hear plenty of that, but I'm talking about the ownership. Steve alluded to it a bit about the people who spend the money and they're kind of selective with who they are, want on it and how it's being used. And I don't and know, egos. it's a conversation. Yeah, ego, all this. 
you know, so we can talk about that a little bit more, but I was curious to see how repeaters were in your area there. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, it, we had, gr it was a great dis you know, discussion in the discord. So that's, uh, if you haven't joined us in the discord group, you know, come join us in the discord group and tell us your experiences with repeaters in your local area. Question for pastor Joe. And my question for him is how do you know what we're talking about? I mean, a snuggy and a koozie and a tuggy are very uh, all useful tools, Pastor Joe. Anyway, keep me on the prayer list because I know we're headed down the, the wrong track. Oh, we need it. Questions, uh, questions are always welcome about life, amateur radio, whatever you want to talk about. We can go into detail about uh, the tuggies if you want to. Question here. Uh, it's a new ham. Any tips for building coax cables? Oh, Building coax cables? I have right. never heard of anybody building coax cables. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, I guess he means <laughs> the, with the connectors. Steve's being a little facetious. Yeah, I, I don't think he means the cable. He probably means the, you know, with the connectors. Oh, building coax cable. Oh, okay. So uh, adding connectors on. No, 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 no. So, no, 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 no. So if you're going to do a lot of uh, connectorizing, um, I would look into going to the crimp style connectors because they're faster. You don't uh, you don't have to worry about uh, soldering. It does have its drawbacks on the crimp styles. Uh, is uh, don't use them when you're going to have your cable. You know that you're feeding your dipole antenna and it's sitting up at 50, 60 feet because the weight of that cable is going to pull away on the crimp. But if for most things, if you're doing a lot of cabling and, and connectorizing cables, the crimp style is the way to go. I go with the hybrid version where the center conductor is soldered, so I get to do a little bit of soldering and then crimp the shield. So um, that's the style of cable, you know, connectors I like to use. But um, that's pretty much the way to go. I mean, you can learn to, to solder on with... Uh, yeah, with your standard PL259 connector and solder the shield. But if you're using foam, be really careful because the heat from the uh, soldering gun is going to uh, compromise your uh, foam insulation. All right, well, here we go. Uh, this just in. From the 100 Watts and Wire newsroom, we have now the crimp on tuggies. <laughs> and, uh, we will follow out follow up on that to see exactly what that is <laughs> but apparently it's now in the 100 watts and wire shop so good luck with your crimp on tuggies the uh sweatshirts are cool too another question how do you know if you are grounded well mm, you can do a ground check i mean with a there is uh instruments that will uh We'll test for continuity, you know, conductivity and you know, uh, but resistance to if, the if ground. If you use, yeah, but those are, you know, not everybody has that. Um, you can use good uh, techniques as far as using uh, good good conductors and then uh, uh, attaching it to your uh, to your service entrance panel ground. You want everything to go back to that one single point. So from your shack and uh, wherever your ground is, you run a you know preferably a number six wire and all the way back to your uh, ground rod where your um, your service panel is 
and you're going and you're going to make a nice mechanical connection. You're not going to solder. You're going to have a, a kind of a clamp uh, that you're going to clamp it to the ground rod, and then uh, that way you will have and and doing those will give you uh, a good ground connection and uh, just use good practices. But make sure to take everything back to your service panel entrance. You want a single point ground, and that's your that's your source. Dynamite. All right, yeah. there you go. Nothing new to report in the store at this moment. So we'll continue on with our questions. If you have one here in our live stream, put a cue in front of it, and we will uh, get to it. And a reminder, we do have live coverage of the Sunday evening 100 watts and a wire net uh, to follow here on this stream. Another question coming in. How come mobile antenna coax is so thin? Um, just for easier to route it through the... Uh through the cable plus uh or routing the cable between the antenna and the and the radio but most of the All time you're going to have a mount that's going to be like on the roof uh, of your car or your truck and um they're not really designed for larger coax cable like rg8 they're it's designed for pretty small cable and uh, typically that's going to be an RG58, but then if you really want that really small stuff, that RG174, that really thin stuff, and um, <clears throat> I've been seeing some of those, but uh, it just makes it easier to go through, you know, so if, if it's a mag mount, you can go through your door seals and window, but I, I'm not a real big fan of that uh, because it's super lossy compared to 58, but you're only dealing with, you know, 15, 17 feet of cable, so losses is not a big issue. But uh, pretty much it's just practicality why the cable is smaller than your standard RG8. You know, I, I heard a guy, a couple guys on the radio talking recently, and it was on two meters in the afternoon, uh, surprisingly, and they were talking about an antenna for a mobile that had some sort of... Um, magnet type deal that you could put some of part on the glass of either the back of your you know the glass and on the car and mm -hmm. then the inside has some sort of magnet that pulls these two together and they somehow connect electrically through the glass well, that's, yeah that's like those old cell phone window mounts um and it, they they uh they pass energy through a capacitive coupling um, pretty much the same way a mag mount does. That's how a mag mount works. It's, um, you know, you don't have a direct metal-to-metal mm -hmm. -metal contact mm -hmm. with the base of the mag mount uh, for the, uh, with, your, uh, with your antenna. And what's happening is, is there's a, 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 an electrical field that develops between um, the mag mount and the, in the car. It forms a, a capacitor, a, like a condenser mm -hmm. mic, essentially. And uh, the, glass, the glass mounts work uh, under the same principle. And they were liking it. The one guy was telling me, you got to try this. You got to try it. There was only one drawback is if you got tint in, in your window, then it, oh. uh, it, because there's a metal component in the, uh, in the tinting in the glass. So, Ooh. but yeah, no, that was a big common thing. Instead of using magnets, it was an adhesive that, uh, that, uh, uh, the window mounted uh, antennas and they've made them for two meters and 440 and cellular was what really became big with the glass mount antennas. But uh, Scotty is a hundred percent true. It's just basically you're just, the glass is just is your uh, and the, 
and the plates that are on the uh, on the antenna part and then the the RF coupler inside the car the glass is just a dielectric and it just becomes a capacitor and then they factor that in in the design of the antenna and uh, off you go okay what what is it he said tint <laughs> he just said tint not taint tint he said tint not taint you don't need that on the not list the, what's wrong you nasty not the taint Sherry's nasty. Good grief. Hey, I want to let you guys know. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like she's got to go. She needs to get tested and needs to go to sensitivity training. How do you know what a taint is anyway? But he said tint. <laughs> Jesus. Sherry and HR. Uh, launched a new project a couple weeks ago at least. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, I'm telling stories from my old radio days. We talk about some of that stuff on the on the um, on the radio sometimes here, just working at uh, WMMR or WIYY in Baltimore and some of the rock bands. So if you look up my name, you don't have to. It's just a personal project. I'm, I'm decided I'm going to just go ahead and, and put some of these stories over there and celebrate some of the great bands uh, that are having big, uh, what are they, for their anniversaries, for their records. Dark Side of the Moon just hit 50. I did a piece on that. and. Joshua Trees uh, hit 35 years from U2, so I plan on talking about that a little bit and then see where it goes, kind of, you know, give myself an expression piece. But you're welcome to join me over there if you like. One question from our new friend here, Ed Hem. He says, my diamond mount antenna came with RG8316 wire. Is this good for 50 watts out of a new FTM 200? He's installing that soon. I would think that would probably be the limit, but uh, I couldn't tell you what the um, what the power rating of that 316 is. But I don't, you know, that small stuff. I don't think it would be really. I, I wouldn't be putting 150 watts or anything like that. But you can probably get away with 50 watts. Cool. Right, there you go. Well, I think we've uh, we've managed to uh, fool y'all again. <laughs> the hour goes fast. It really goes fast. None of this stuff is true that we've said. But we uh, we've got a new nickname for Don Kilo <laughs> Charlie Zero Delta Whiskey Zulu is now Minnesota Mitts. You can call him Mitts for short. And uh, that that we'll have to talk about that at another time. Why he's called Mitts. What else? What else did we come and Mike, up with? Mike and Mike uh, Timmons, I think it is. I, I mm -hmm. enjoy HF more than using repeaters. I'm with you, brother. That's, uh, I, uh, these days I prefer the HF. I got to say I'm an HF guy myself, but I will bring these questions back Same because piece. I, I want to talk to Scotty about the two meter aspects and what's good for you know, uh, local communications, it does have a role. We do understand it's got a role, uh, but we'll talk about repeaters a little more as we go. We appreciate you letting us know what you're struggling with. Drop us a line. We want to help you. That's part of it. I think uh, this is one of those hobbies that are uh, passed down, and we, we try to take care of each other and help each other out. So say something. If you need help, say something. We'll go look for it. And in the uh, middle, middle, middle time, go get your sweatshirt, coffee cup. What was the other thing, Steve? The, the tuggy. tuggy. The, the koozie. <laughs> the tuggy. You get yourself a tuggy. And uh, 
let us know what's going on. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Scotty. We will continue on with live coverage of the 100 Watson Wire Sunday evening net. We'll be listening for our friend Phil, 84 years old. We got one woman and uh, an 84-year-old Navy veteran who checks in every week. It's worth a listen. Go get your radios together. 7-3, you guys. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Oh, I better tell them, Mom. Take care of themselves. That means wipe, <laughs> wipe <laughs> properly. Take care of your hygiene. Oh Jesus! And by all means, if you can, stay above the noise. Oh Lord, help us! To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.